0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Hey, Jeff. Uh, had a great week here so far. I so hope it continues. Uh Things are kind of
0: going our way these days. Well, Eric, firstly, let's take a look at what's happening in the economy. We can see on Thursday morning, the U.S. Department of Labor's Bureau of Labor Statistics said its consumer price index fell by 0.2% for the month of September in line with consensus estimates. But beyond that, we can hear a number of earnings reports being released this week. Eric, what are your thoughts on what we're seeing in the economy and likewise these earnings reports?
1: Well, some of the latest reports we got, we had the uh, Empire State Index, and uh, there's one other uh, regional index came out. They're just atrocious, okay? It's obvious that things aren't going well. Uh, We had Walmart with an earnings disaster. Their sales were weak. They're having to almost restructure the company. Uh, There's lots of companies that have lousy earnings, even though they're always reported as beating the street, but they're worse than last year. No one ever mentions that, by the way. We will know the market's at a bottom when we stop hearing the words beating the estimate. The estimate has nothing to do with the comparison of a year ago because you could know, beat the estimate forever, but you could be losing lots of money. You know, as long as you predict a small, uh, big loss and report a small loss, you beat the estimate. So, Things are exactly playing out, as I would imagine. The consumer confidence numbers, not from the government, but using things like Gallup. I mean, it's just awful what's happening to people. Medicare costs are rising. The economy is essentially in the shambles here. We've had some of the industrial companies say uh, demand has just fallen off the cliff here recently. So uh, nothing new to report there. Exactly what would have happened. Japan tried monetary easing for 20 years. Nothing happened. Now we're doing it, nothing's happening. So same old, same old as as far as the economy goes.
0: So Eric, moving over to the geopolitical sphere, we can see that things are heating up over in Syria as the Syrian army has launched an Aleppo offensive with Iranian support. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in this situation and how this could play out geopolitically?
1: Well, I think the important thing is that the threats are getting bigger. And, you know, the fact that Russia's moved in there, Iranian troops have moved into Syria, is one thing. The fact that the Russians are sending their various ships and aircraft carriers in there is quite interesting. The fact that for some reason Obama stayed in Afghanistan, God knows why they're even in Afghanistan, Uh, I think he did it just to show that he had a presence somewhere because their presence is not being uh, felt too much. But I think the more interesting thing is what could happen in China, where they built these islands in the middle of, uh, I think it's the China Sea, and the U.S. has said we're going to send some ships in, and China said, well, you better not send your ships in. So uh, that could really lead to, to something quite stunning. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But uh, certainly from both sides, you know, one's suggesting that we can send our ships in. The other one says you better not send the ships in. And who knows what's going to happen there. But it's, it's, it's a very tense situation around the world, whether it's Ukraine, Syria, what's going on in Asia. So um, we're going to have have to stop and watch the show. And as you know, when things don't go well, some of these uh, political guys like to pull out the ace. and start some battle somewhere so we'll see where that goes
0: now eric you had mentioned there was an interview that had caught your attention that you want to bring it to the attention of our listeners would you care to elaborate on the interview eric and let us know why it would be of interest to our listeners
1: well the the interview that i wanted to reference was an interview of a gentleman whose name is michael belkin b-e-l-k-i-n and he was interviewed on king world news last weekend it's a 20-minute interview Everyone should listen to that. So you, gotta, you go to com and look up Michael Belkin. And the most interesting part of the interview was his suggestion that he had been, he's a technical analyst, institutions based on like 30, 36,000 a year to get his service. He's, uh, he's used by many people. I've read this report many times before. But he's, he's done a special report. And in the interview, he said, well, I've been seeing cracks in the market. I've been shorting some stocks. They're all kind of working out. I think we're going into a bear market. But most important, he said, they're only going to go to one thing, gold and gold stocks. And he has recommended some gold stocks already. He pointed out that one of them that he recommended, Santa Barbara in uh, Australia, has gone up over 1,000% already. And Remilius has gone up 250%. And, of course, we're seeing some of this happen in, in our markets here in north america as well but it's just an incredible read i totally believe what he's saying you can see the u.s dollars weakening here there's no economic recovery it's the only group that hasn't gone up and of course it's it's been very strong technically lately the the gold stocks haven't gone up over 30 percent off their lows here but it's a great interview that uh, people should uh, take a listen to
0: So, Eric, moving over to precious metals, we can see gold has made some positive moves over the last couple of weeks and likewise has made some positive gains this week. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in the precious metal market this week, Eric?
1: Well, we've had a good move. Maybe today, I hope today is like the last two Fridays. We have big moves on Fridays. Uh, we'll see what happens. The technical picture's obviously improved. Gold's gone through its 200-day moving average. Gold stocks uh, have gone through their 200-day moving averages. We're hearing a lot of mainstream investors moving back into the space. Of course, it will take nothing to move the stocks here. And of course, the upside is just unbelievable. I mean, you're going to measure it in hundreds of percents here if, if the investors come back to the gold market. And we've seen good buying in the GLD. I think they added seven tons the other day, which is quite significant. China continues to buy gold. The Shanghai Gold Exchange continues to deliver large amounts of gold on a weekly basis. Uh, Indian imports were good in the month of September, as were silver imports, by the way. That could be one of the most important data points. Now, it's not an official data point yet, but I believe that they imported something like 900 tons of silver, which is just an incredible amount of silver. I mean, there's only something like 2,400 tons of silver produced in a month, and here's India importing 900 tons of the, the month before, something like 1,400 tons, just huge amounts of demand. I, I don't even know how how they can come up with that amount of silver. We've noticed that the COMEX silver inventories are dropping. Uh, Shanghai was dropping. I think we're getting very close to something going on big in the silver market. Unfortunately, the silver market's dominated by paper traders, but that may well be changing. And one of the things I would point out to your listeners is we've seen a number of days now where somebody will come in and in a minute or two knock gold and or silver down. But the most interesting thing is, it's always coming back. We saw the same. We saw seen the same thing overnight here. Got whacked down. We saw it last night it got whacked down. Both times, it came back. This normally doesn't happen. This is a very different occurrence than what has happened before. So I think um, somebody's prepared to take on the paper sellers here. I just think the market has an underlying strength to it. As I mentioned in a number of interviews ago, you can kind of see a tsunami coming into the uh, the gold arena. So things are, are looking pretty good here. There's any number of black swan events out there that could cause gold to spike quickly. Uh, we all, always have the sort of, I'm gonna call them the economic underpinnings for gold to be strong, because we're gonna end up with a terribly weak banking system as, as these paper assets go down. So I've always suggested people get their money out of the banks, put it in gold and silver, and I think there'll be some uh, huge rewards to be gained there. So let's hope that the paper smashers don't don't win the next game here. Although they have set up pretty large short positions, the commercial banks have set up large short positions in gold and silver, and they normally try to do that. But I think the underlying physical strength uh, should win the day here. So we'll look forward to
0: good things in the next week. Excellent, Derek. Let's hope for the best. And as usual, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Thank you for joining us today, sir. All the best, Jeff. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.